It's the real word. And I have my co-host with me, my brother, um, my man. What's up, y'all? Welcome to The Real Word, Season 4, Episode 14. Shout out to everybody that's been watching. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting. Thank you to everybody that's been donating and visiting our website. That's www.therealwordministriesinc.org. That's therealwordministriesinc.org. Um, you can also catch us on Instagram at The Real Word Ministries Inc. And on Instagram, that's The Real Word Ministries Inc. On Instagram and on Facebook at The Real Word 7. So shout out to everybody that's been watching us. You can also check us out on YouTube at www.youtube.com backslash C for channel backslash The Real Word TV. That's The Real Word TV on, on YouTube. And check us out on The Brick TV, cable TV every Thursday at 4, 12, and 1 p.m. So today we got two special guests. Introduce yourself, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dr. Mondesir. My name is Carleen Paul. Okay. So, um, let's before we introduce um, Dr. Mondesir, tell the people about yourself, my sister. Speaking to the mic, please. <laughs> well, my name is, like I just said, my name is Carleen Paul. I'm a member of Hebron SDA Church. Okay. Shout out to I'm, Hebron. You yes, know. Thank you. <laughs> And uh, I'm the director of community services at Hebron. Amazing. Yes. We got to connect. And um, we have a food pantry and a soup kitchen, and we also provide different type of services throughout the community. Um, we've been having um, uh, a Thanksgiving a special where we open up the community, the church actually, to the community where we serve them. And... Um, we join forces with different organizations so that we can respond to the people's needs mm -hmm. throughout um, mostly the metropolitan that area. Is, that is amazing. Um, amazing. We actually worked with you guys one year when we worked with Diane. Um, she partnered up with City Harvest and she gave us some turkeys. Oh, wow. During our first turkey drive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, so shout out to Diane from Hebron. Shout out to yes. um, Caleb from Hebron. He was on the show, I think, two weeks ago. Shout out to Rogali also. He was on the show. And shout out to all the people from Hebron that came through. Um, shout out to Gasmere. Gasmere came on the, yes. Um, yes. the second of the yeah, yeah. season. So shout out to Gasmere. Definitely. Wow. Um, Dr. Daniel Motors here. Tell the people about yourself. Well, uh, I'm from Oreb Seminary Adventist Church. Yep. And I've been a member for a while, since yeah. I've left Hebron, of course. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> yes, I, um, I, we have a healthcare ministries group, whereas uh, we've been going around, I would say, and do health ministries and uh, helping, educating people. And we've been doing it for many years. And um, I'm proud to say <coughs> wow. that I'm the coordinator of the group. Wow. And along, on my right side, my nurse practitioner from Hebron, yeah. and uh, that's about it. I'm all about dedicating myself. Beautiful. And we pretty soon we're gonna have, as you know, I was talking to you a while ago. Two week in two weeks we're gonna have a community outreach service at Hebron, and we'd like everybody to come out. We'll talk more about it. So, okay. Some days to know. So I want to ask you guys a good question, right? Uh, what made you guys go into the medical field? Well, first. well. Well, with me, yes. Well, with me, this is something that's that's in my family. So, okay. uh, it was rooted in me. Okay. As a child, mm -hmm. and you know, coming here, there was no other thing that I was um, mm. uh, destined to do. Wow. Because um, you know, I, I feel strongly that uh, 
mostly part of me is 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 dedicated to service so that's the main reason why why i i decided to go into healthcare. right why, why do you feel that it's so important to dedicate yourself to service that's all i've known okay i mean growing up with my grandparents okay that's 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 what i saw okay uh, that's what my grandmother used to do is to open up her home and provide services to people. Wow. Um, send them to school. Beautiful. Give them food and then and then give them talk to them about Jesus. And a lot of them got baptized and became ah, Adventists. Because because of that. Yes, because Because of that. she served first. Yes she did. Ah, yes. that's it. You see? She that's the, the needs of the people like Jesus. That's the, that's the right? formula. Yes. All right. Doctor, uncle. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, it's funny you should ask. My kind of story why I got into medicine is kind of sad because I got into medicine because of my mom. Uh, growing up uh, as a child, I spent most of my years growing up in the United States of America, <coughs> and um, my mom was sick and um, very sick. And I believe if there was a physician in my family, my mom would be alive today. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I choose it. Like I said, it's kind of sad. Wow. Uh, because when my mom was sick, actually, and I, every Thursday, I remember I used to go with her to uh, Brookdale. Yeah. Uh, she was an hemodialysis, complication of hypertension. And uh, my sisters, there are 10 of us. I'm the eighth, I'm the youngest. My sisters decided to send my mom to Haiti, thinking that yeah. a natural meds would heal <coughs> her wow. kidney, wow. which I knew all along, because I remember I, was, I just got into high school, mm. and I was telling them, I, I think it's wrong, although I didn't know about medicine. Wow. But since, you know, in Haiti, when you're older, you have the upper hands. So they were telling me I didn't know what I was talking about, and they would have sent my mom to Haiti, whereas in Haiti there was no machine dialysis, and she ended up dying within a month. So, and I regret it. Now they wished me, they would listen to me. So that pushed me to wow. go into medicine so we can do, so we can do preventive work, such as preaching out and do what we're doing right now. Wow. And that's one of the reasons why I got into it. Ever since then I said, you know what, going up, this is what I'm gonna do. So other people, because the family needs this. And that's what I've been doing. And that's why I got into medicine, because of that story, because of my mom, what happened to my mom. And she was dear to me, dearest. And that's one of the reasons why I got into medicine, to tell you the truth. That's amazing. I, I have so, to ask you this, right? Why is it that, um, I, know, I, I know that you guys have, are you guys a part of the, the same group? Yes, yes, we are. Okay, all right. So I have to ask this, this, this is a joint question, right? Why is it that you guys have started this ministry? And why you guys have started this ministry? Why, how is the receptiveness of, of people receiving this ministry and how you and how much do you enjoy it? You want me to? No matter. Uh, well, the healthcare ministry started like this. It's really funny. Um, when I first finished studying medicine and I came back and um, I was called by uh, Dr. Lacalier at Ogeb to do a, a presentation. And at the time I was studying for my board and uh, I said, okay, I'll do it. It was supposed to be in uh, blood pressure, hypertension. And I have uh, my buddy, Crude Paula, Dr. Paula, he's uh, an IT doctor. And at the time we were friends, he came to my graduation and I asked him if he could come and give me a hand, which he did. That same day at Oreb, he talked about diabetes when I talked about hypertension. Wow. And Dr. Antoine was in the congregation and saw that and asked me, we like we will be able Dr. Paula and I to go and do it at Pastor Gilbert's church wow. in Cla on Clarendon. So we did. And then he asked us, can we do a community health program there? Wow. That was our first. So what I did, I asked all the doctors that I knew, everybody, 
Dr. Theodore, Dr. Jean-Pierre, everybody who came forced to do that. And wow. we saw how the community came out, how much they needed that. And after that, I said to Dr. Paula, you know what? We should keep this up. We should keep on doing it. Because the way the community came out, they really needed us. The Haitian community, yeah. that is, that was invited in that church. So ever since then, we started the group. It was me, Dr. Paula, Dr. Antoine, and then Dr. Thibault came, along, came on board afterwards. Then Dr. Valsin, Dr. St. Louis, Dr. Colleen came on. And we went to Hebrew and we saw Colleen preach one time. She killed it. We said, you know what? She got to be part of the group. That's what I said. We got to take Colleen. So that's how we become in. As we go along, we got more specialties that are coming into the group. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, we've been serving. It's been like 18 years. We started in 2001. Actually, officially in 2001, but we've been doing that since yeah. 2000. Uh, and, um, before, before you continue, um, I just, me personally, I just saw, you know, I got to give um, this guy a shout out because um, he's, one of the, um, he's one of the main reasons, one of the main reasons why I'm doing ministry. Um, I was in the streets, and I was really misguided when I was young, really misguided. Um, every Saturday they used to call me trouble. Me, Patrick, a lot of the young guys, we caused a lot of trouble in the church, um, jumping on people's cars, um, almost causing a fire, that is true. cursing elders out. Yeah, I didn't give up on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not. But, um, you know, it's real, it's real. So I wanted to give a shout out to this guy. He helped a lot of young people. If, if a lot of young people today, excuse me, are going to school or becoming phenomenal professionals, this is the guy to um, to come to because he really helped us a lot. So I want to give a shout out to Dr. Daniel Melnizier for that, for not smearing or looking down at any young person, but actually lifting up our young people Thank in the community much. and stuff. And still doing, doing that. Yes, yes, yeah, I'm yes, still which doing is beautiful. It. And, I, so, and I thank God for that. Yes, exactly. Well, you know, we got to give people their flowers while they can smell them. <laughs> thank you. But, but continue as you say, so yes, Doc. Yes, so, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. With, uh, with regards to healthcare ministry, um, it is a powerful ministry in the well, sense that we've been going throughout so many places. And um, in terms of the care, the way that people receive yeah. us, it's unbelievable. And the lives that we are able to touch mm -hmm. um, all over, it's, it's really a blessing to serve. Okay. Um, because we've, um, we've even had people becoming Seventh-day Adventists as a result yes. of this healthcare ministry. People who were out there in the world that um, felt one way or another their lives were touched by the work that we are doing and they were able to commit themselves to, to, Christ. to Christ. And when we go out in Jersey especially, the healthcare is not the same mm -hmm. as here in New York. You have a lot of people who are underserved and the support system is not there. Um, when we go, we are able not only to evaluate them, but we link them up with the physicians who have their practices here so that they can provide services to them. That's real. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is, I, I'm lost for words. Wow. That's beautiful. And besides that, we don't wow. stay, like uh, my sister just said, we travel all the way to Haiti. We got to a point where we said, you know what, let's take the mission to Haiti. We've been to Georgia, Florida, all over the place. And wherever we've been, it has always been as if we always make a difference. Yeah. You know, when we went to Georgia, to that uh, Haitian community, mm -hmm. and also when we went to Florida. So we get called all over, you know, all over the world, I, to tell the truth. And um, like in Haiti, we did a very good mission there two years ago. 
And we commit ourselves, we want to do it every year as long as it gets better. When things get better, the environment that is. Yeah. Yes, we've been doing that for many years. And uh, we, we started within the United States and we're taking it abroad. Uh, we're supposed to be going to Bate in the Dominican Republic since we cannot go to Haiti. Uh, what we're gonna take our missions to the Haitians and the Dominican wow. Republic and Bate in February, so of next year. There's a recent, um, I guess, crisis in Haiti right now. Yes, it's still, it's still going on. It's still going, going on. on kidnappings and everything else. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was. Really I'm, I'm guessing it's an election year, right? Usually that happens. No, around no, no, what it is, I think, what happened was the 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 the, the situation with the um, the the money that was given. It wasn't properly allocated. The 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 uh, uh, the Petrocali Bay. Petrocali Bay. I feel like basically um, politicians stole money and everything like that. Venezuela gave money to Haiti. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. billions of dollars. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Uh, I was saying this right um, about um, in Vlad TV. I watch Vlad TV a lot. Okay. And with this Vlad, Vlad interviews a lot of um, people, and he basically said that there's corruption everywhere. Even in America, look at the guy we elected. There's corruption everywhere. Yeah. But People see, like, with the public officials, what they ask for them to do, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they do it. You know what I'm saying? But there is corruption, mm -hmm. but it's not like blatant corruption, like in Haiti, you know, or certain countries, like, um, you know, there's countries out there yes. that is blatant corruption. So I think a lot of people are fed up because, you know, for example, like, a, a lot of, when Haitians come out here, who's the best doctors? Mm -hmm. Haitians. Mm -hmm. Who's the best sure. lawyers? Haitians. Haitians. The best politicians, Haitians. Yeah. You know, we came out here with nothing, yeah. and we was taught. Listen, you gotta go to school. L'école, yes. l'église, la kind of means church, church, school. Yeah. Like, like, I know, right? That's you know what I'm saying? So that was always that was always. I was talking to my sister about this um, yesterday. I was like, we 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 had we had the brunt. You know, it was it was taboo to be. I think it was, it was taboo to be African. Was this something Ricard? I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I, I don't want to. You know, if you say something, no, and, on, um, you know, it was unpopular to be African. Now, you know, Afro beats is out. Everybody wanted to be African. Same thing with Haitians. Haitians too. Yeah. It's the same with us too. So things that we had to fight hard, very, hard. very, very hard to have our self-respect. So I think when I hear stories, for example, like when you hear that, you know, there's doctors in Haiti that don't make money. Mm -hmm. That's staggering. Yeah. Or there's teachers that don't make money. Yeah. That's staggering. Because anywhere we go, yeah. we, you know, we, we, are, we are the best of the best of yeah. the best of the best of the best. You know, especially, you know, Haitians in Canada yeah. that are very prominent. Haitians in America that are very prominent as well, too. So I think the narrative has to change. But I want to say this before I actually got your question. Do you know that right now, because I'm, I'm, I'm big into Haitian, he tell you, I'm big into his, Haitian politics. Um, you know, you know, you know, Nicolas want to run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Of course, I knew, I knew that would happen. I yes. think he should. You think he should? I think why, should. why think he should? Because we, he, he, I think he can make a difference. Yes. Because everybody, like, we thought that would make the difference. Yeah. It worse. So I think we should give him a, a, a chance. Yeah. Do, do you think he might want dictatorship? I don't know, but I think going up, I was better with it. No, 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 no. There, was, there was order. There was order. Um, there yeah, was order. There was order. There was order. That's how things work. Yeah, yeah. There was order. So there was order. I think the respect should get back, and uh, there I was think order. Be able to do that. And plus, the military's back too, so yeah, he'll be able yeah. to. Do you know what I'm saying? So. So you think you think you'll make it? I, I think he'll make it. I don't know if he'll make it, but I think in, that's the the way it's looking to me. The way I'm seeing it. I think he can make it. He can make it. Okay. Now, can he make a difference? That's the question. Will he make a difference? 
That's I, the thing. I have no idea. I have no idea. But I will say this though. The, the, the thing is, I will say that this, the, the, the country, like, I don't know if you know, like, you know, there's a saying, Mont Blanc. So, like, mm-hmm. my, my, my cousin tell me every time um, people go to Haiti, it's usually white Americans mm-hmm. or white Canadians. Because Haiti's a beautiful, a beautiful yeah, place. I, I, I just, I just oh. thought of something about Nicola. I was uh, watching a clip on WhatsApp that was sent to me. Yeah. And he talked about the medical, uh, the medical, the me- medicine in Haiti, how it is and how they are losing their residency, how they are losing their uh, yeah. cre- credentials. Yeah. And he's willing to get that back and he knows how he can do it. And it's true. Yeah. They are losing their credentials in Haiti as physicians. And he talked about the health, education and everything else, how it should be done and what should be done. And I think at the end of the day, that's what we need in Haiti right now. Education first. Okay, if we don't have that, we're not going anywhere. That's a fact. And that's just, and he talked about that a lot. And, and as a young a person, though, it is, as a young person <laughs> yeah. who grew up in uh, in Chile, in uh, where he was uh, sent when he was three years old, uh, to a France. Yeah, to France, and he yeah, knows about international. He, yeah. Yes, he knows about all that, and he talked about that, and that really got me when he talked about education and and um, medicine. You know, being the you know so because um, the back medical then, situation in Haiti. I mean. I, Back then, what I used to hear is that Haiti used to be the best. They used to have the best yes, uh, medical, medical students. Yes. And, um, you know, That's when, when people came it. from Haiti, uh, having had a background in medicine, they were looked up on they here. They were respected, yeah. You know? yeah. Like and, respected. and you can still see a lot of uh, Haitian physicians here. Yeah. They're very competent, very knowledgeable. Very competent. And they're providing a lot of great services yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, to our people. I can name you a few. Dr. Toussaint is one of the chief of OBGYN, who is Haitian, seven Adventists from Bethany at Bookdell Hospital, mm-hmm. and which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. And we have Dr. Wait, 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 wait. Take your time, because we have to, because you know, you, you, you yeah. use big words for yes. people watching. Oh, I'm <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah. So, so OBGYN, what is, what is that? OBGYN. Giving birth, for, how would I say? Okay, okay, yeah. For everybody to LNZ, labor and delivery. Okay, okay, okay. If you are pregnant and she takes care of you, yeah, yeah. Did she delivers surgery? Yeah, that's a surgery. Yeah, yes, yeah. Okay. And uh, and also at a uh, Brooklyn Hospital, whereas uh, my friend Dr. Louis Pierre, who's the chief of feeds, a seven diabetes as well. So we do have a lot of Haitians that are still local, oh, that yes. are still in charge, yes. that are still up there. So I give shout out to all of them. Yes. You know? Wow, wow, wow. And I'm proud to say Dr. Toussaint. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry to say yeah, Dr. Toussaint is part although it's part of the healthcare ministry team. Wow, wow. I'm proud to say. And Dr. Paula. Dr. Paula. Paula is phenomenal. He's the, yeah. Yes, he is. He is. The he is. Yes. He's, he's yes. A, he's very, very good. And a very humble person. It's one thing to be um, a of great, physician. competent physician, mm-hmm. but it's another to, to have wow. the, the humility. Yes. And, and, um, very humble. You know, very, very extremely oh humble person. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Dr. Pierre too from, um, from um, Booking Hospital. She's from Smyrna. Yes. Oh, oh that's the doctor. Yeah, him. Wow. In front of mine. Yes. So, speaking of, um, I guess, wildly successful African American people, people of color. Um, I was listening to an interview with Dame Dash. Dame Dash was the CEO of Rockefeller Records. He was talking about basically that he now owns a television network. On his television network, he has a a show about history. And he was saying um, with Billy Carson, um, he was saying basically that we were tricked to believe that us as black people were second when in fact we were first. 
And the analogy that he gave was, if I was the devil, I wouldn't run around telling people I was the devil. Of course not. I'll probably tell people that I'm God. And if you apply that to life, like, we grew up watching a, a white Jesus, right? Yeah. And and mentally in our heads, that made us believe that we were second. Because if Jesus is white, then white people must be first. But then now we look at, all, and then he gave the example again of, Barack Obama, he said, growing up, none of my teachers ever told me I could be president. But look at these kids now that's growing up today. They done seen a black president. And here we go talking about Haiti, how great Haiti was and how great Haiti is. And even after Haiti received the money from that other country, they could have did great things. Because, you know, Haiti, Haiti was poor for a long time because of that debt that they owed. Because of their independence, right? No, but listen, the thing is that Haiti, Haiti was always Haiti was always rich. I know, but I'm saying when Haiti got their independence from France, they had to pay restitutions to France, no, no, right? No, 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 no. I mean, when Haiti beat France, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, they yeah. had to pay restitutions, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Because the second time they didn't have that. That's what I'm saying. Yet. They just right. recently finished paying that off. Yes, right. And so that in itself made Haiti real broke. Even after the hurricane, when <laughs> Haiti got all that money from China and everywhere else. I heard that the Clintons only built like nine houses or something like that yeah. with all the money. Yeah. Is it true or is it false? I, I don't know to what extent mm. people are saying Haiti is broke because um, we, we, we've had the chance and we went to Haiti and it seems like it's either you were too poor, extremely poor and extremely rich That's right, yeah. because the, the, the houses and the cars that we were seeing and the lifestyle of some people over there, I, I, I don't know where people have the, the misconception that Haiti is poor. I guess yeah. that's like yeah. America, right? No middle class, either yeah. real rich or real oh, poor. Oh. Yeah. Well, in, in my defense, Burning <laughs> Red, uh, you just mentioned that I, Haiti got a lot of money from China after the earthquake. Yeah. And from what I heard, that money never reached Haiti. Even okay. George Clooney had on an HBO show prior to that and raised a lot of money. A white cliff I give to the White Cliff organization and um, you know on my Haiti? Yes. And uh, none of that money reached Haiti. I wouldn't say it didn't reach Haiti. It got into the wrong hands. And uh, it did not they did not get to do what they were supposed to do with the money. That's right. And this is what Haiti's always been about. You know what I'm saying? Although the people were suffering, they needed help, but the money was raised, none of that really got to them. <clears throat> and they are still in poverty. There are people still living in under the tents. There are still people who are still they don't have homes, houses. So it's really a mess out there. But but I heard also too in the midst of that, I heard that the, the reason why Haiti is, is staying the way it's staying in a positive is because like people like yourself, like the Jaspoa, the diaspora is the one that's really actually, you know, doing their part, am I correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What? Because the young people, I'm sorry, the, you find a lot of young people who have the desire to go back and see where, you know, the, at least where their parents came from. Okay. And um, and when we were there, where did we go again? That famous we, we, place. We went to Jacques Mer. Such a beautiful Oh, you mean uh, the Camille? That resort, the Camille. The Camille one, yeah. yeah. A lot of young people are... They so want to go over there to have the experience, and it's such a beautiful place. Yes. But there's this fear now because of everything that's going on. That's real. You know, they don't want to go, but um, they will set you if, up. if they were if they were given the chance, trust me, there would be a lot of young people flocking Haiti. Yes. Um, to you know, to to through 
throughout the years. Did, did somebody, yeah. somebody, somebody comment? Just to um, yeah, one person just, commented. Um, Lydney Lily. I don't know if you guys know that. She said two of my faves. Okay. Lydney Lily. I'm not too sure. Okay. What, what she said. No, she just said two of my faves. I don't know which two okay. she's referring to. Oh, okay. I uh, speaking of that in Haiti as well, and um, yes, uh, we. Um, as my nurse practitioner was saying a while ago about Haiti, do we, do we want to give back? All, it also was my dreams and to build uh, an orphanage in Haiti. I have my cousin back there. We talked about it. Dr. Admono is all for it. That'll be dope. And uh, we've been talking about doing that. But the fear that we have to go into Haiti and yeah. do something like that. Yeah. And also wanted to build a clinic where, where my family used to live in Haiti just to help the community. And everybody keeps telling me, you go and do that, you'll get killed. True. There has never been any positive thought about true. what you want to do. And that was always my dream when true. I become a physician to go out there and do these things in Haiti. Yeah. Open up free clinics. You know, and I still have that dream. And I have a school which I'm affiliated with in Delma with my cousin Ronald, uh, you once, and his wife, Roberta. And we try to do our best just to help the kids, you know, to see what they can do. But that's not all that we want to do. You know, so this is the vision. But because of what's going on in Haiti, yeah. we cannot go. We don't have the ability. Yeah. Or we're not facilitated to go out there and do what we I want. think that was always their problem, like <laughs> their lack of security. And I think that's why everybody praises the U.S. because it's the security. And the security that the U.S. provides to its citizens is that they got the biggest guns, you know, in the world, basically. And it's like, yeah we live under all these laws and rules and regulations and they're strenuous and they watch us every day with the eye and above like the cameras they watch you they have a camera everywhere you can't get away from it but at the same time we all love that security as in if someone shoots you dead in the street they're not going to get away with it most of the time you know um versus to uh, um haiti that you know somebody could kill you throw you in the bushes and then it's done or pay off the pay off the police, pay oh, yeah. off the politicians. Yeah. You know, I know that's true. Cause I know sometimes when my family get into minor stuff in Haiti, my dad all he does is a couple phone calls. Sometimes you gotta send some money, and then it goes away. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's how I know Haiti growing up. You know, Haiti. If you have the right money, you could do anything you want. Like yeah. that's how I knew Haiti growing up from what they speak of. You know. If you go to Haiti, you make the right phone call so you get security while you're there. Because yeah. if you just walk over there, it's, yeah, you get, you it's, that's it's not... But, but there are so many other ways that <coughs> young people can connect, um, you know, to provide better services or support services right here in the United States as well as, as, well as in Haiti. Talk about all the professionals that you just gave a shout out to. Mm. Um, you have a lot of young Haitian professional Seventh-day Adventists out there. Of course. And um, I feel that um, they are not out there. We don't know them. Well, that's well, why we well, have... No, that's well, this is why we this is why we have this platform to to expose that. Yes. And I think that's very that's important. Right. The thing yes. is that I didn't, and you know, I know was a little bit scared to, you know, be on camera today or be on TV today. <laughs> but the thing is that we need that. We need to magnify that. And I think what we need to do is... You know, because I know, um, I know, um, Uncle Doctor Daniel Melody for over twenty four years, mm -hmm. over twenty four years, and I love, I love. You know, time to time, I always check up on me, always check up on me too, and mm -hmm. I think that's what we need to do. We need to bridge that. 
promote. You see what's talking about community. community you, you, yeah. you see? You see what I'm saying? You know? It's what it is, right? You know, you see, we sitting down here yeah. and like that's community. You promoting yeah. prominent, a prominent black Haitian woman, a prominent black Haitian man who's Christian and Adventist, you know, they need to see that. And I think that's very, very, very essential. So we could have future doctors future nurses, uh, future um, OBGYNs, like my That's says. exactly why yeah, yeah. my sister, my nurse practitioner here, is trying to do on, on September 21st, trying to reach out to these professionals, okay? okay. Young professionals that are okay. there, uh, Haitians, professionals, yes. you know, yes. whether you're an Adventist mm -hmm. or not, whatever denomination, you need to show yeah, up yeah. and come in the rally on the 21st from 2 to 6. Yeah, exactly what you're talking about. That's yeah. what you try to do at Hebron, 1250, yeah, actually, uh, Dean yeah, Street, yeah, yeah, at Hebron. You, know, um, mm -hmm. you know, the goal is to um, uh, not only to it? let them know the type of services that we are providing, especially with the changes that are about to happen here, that are actually happening, um, um, you know, with the governmental changes as it relates to um, people not being able to have food stamps anymore, uh, people not being able to, oh to to have the, the jobs that they they, they want. It's getting so hard out us as yeah, it is. So us as a church, as a community, we need to let them know that we are here to support them. And how do we do that? If we have a lot of young Haitian professionals. We don't know them, but through a linking system, through a professional directory system, we are able to make the connection. Like if, if somebody in, in, in Boston is coming here to New York, they can hook up with me or to somebody else and say, you know what, I have this person who's coming. Can you, can you link them up with a food pantry or soup kitchen? And we might be able to do something. You know? Yeah. You know? Uh, so that's what we're looking to do. In terms of that. I love calling for this because <laughs> oh, that's crazy. If not even in that term, Colin does that even in health. Um, what she does, it's an example. If somebody is reaching out and needs medical help, she would call me and she knows the contacts that I have at Kings County. She would say, you know what, I have so and so I'm sending to Kings County because uh, this so and so does not have insurance and they need help right away. So I would. We never said no. So that's, that's community. Yes. So that's I would community. provide. Wow. I would call my top doctor over there or mm -hmm. my the head nurse. I would say, you know what, there's so and so. And at times, I even go myself physically, like the last time yes. when we. And they would get help. And as well, uh, this is what healthcare ministry is all about. We've been doing that, like I said, for so many years. We create this group because of the fact that wow. um, there are a lot of people who are having problems with insurance. Wow. And they, some of them are afraid to go to the doctors, especially our own people. So what we do, we go to Our them. people with the TPS. Right. Yeah, we go to them, they are afraid. So we also, we do checks off, we do round tables, and we also would provide them with samples of medication because some of them, the lack of uh, insurance uh, stop them from getting medications. Yeah, medication and we got a lot of our people who are dying due to the fact of that. So because of that. So and that's what we provide to them here in the United States of America. And you'll be surprised how many people that we encountered yes. that don't have or didn't have or, or insurance mm -hmm. or money to buy medication or have anything, whatever, whatsoever. So I don't that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, we've been, and to tell the truth, just like I always say when I'm presenting the group, we are not the healers. We are not the one curing these people. It's just that God is who are, who are we? We're not God. We are just physicians trying to help. So what I'm trying to say, these people, when they get healed, they get healed through, through us by God. You know what I'm saying? Who are we? You, you are we. Exactly. 
Exactly. So we're not, you know, we are just, I'm not going to beat my chest and say, I, I, I killed this person. No, I can't. It's God that does it because we're doing it with all our hearts. So it's through yeah. us, it's through God that this is what we are So I want to ask you guys a question, right? How do you guys feel about, um, that's all about Dr. Sebi, right? Sebi? Dr. Sebi? Sebi, I heard. They, they basically said that he's a herbalist. Okay, or naturalist. Naturalist. How do you guys feel about naturalists? Especially being Haitians, you know, we grew up um, in the Haitian that. community with yeah. real masquerade and fame. Yeah. <laughs> every time you sick, <laughs> every time we okay for those that don't know at home, every time we sick as Haitians, they have this special oil. And, yeah, they have they have this special oil that they get straight from Haiti. So they 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 keep it in the closet underneath all of the <laughs> clothes and, and the stuff that they keep it. So. So first they give you a shot of Baba Cool if you got a cold. So that's our rum. So it makes your insides real hot. It works. It works. And then they give you, then they use the real mosquito tea. So they bring the stick oil and sometimes they heat it up sometimes. Yeah. So it's warm and then they rub it into your chest and they rub you. And most of the time in a day or two, you good. Yeah, yeah you good. Yeah. And while they rubbing you, they praying, they singing, you know, naturalist. But... Some people are overly religious with it where they say, I'll never go to a doctor, I'll just stay with herbalists. And some people claim to be healed from herbalists, other people have died. Yeah. So, Definitely. what do you guys think? Well, it's, it's, um, it's not even a cultural thing anymore right now. Um, a lot of people are choosing homeopathic medicine, you know, and um, there are institutions that are actually certifying uh, folks who are interested in that. So it's a matter of choice, and right now, even even in practicing, wow. you have to get um, the listing of all prescribed and non-prescribed, non-prescriptive medications because there can be types of interactions wow. between them. So it's a matter of of uh, of practice of choice, really. You know, I'm I'm not against it myself, um, but I, as long as the medical physician is aware of what you are taking. One is not supposed to hide what it is that you are taking because that is part of, of, of medicine right now, incorporating the scientific as well as the homeopathic medicine. Do you guys remember granapicillin? <laughs> those are those big black and red pills that they sell on Church Avenue. And if you're sick, they just crack them open and put them in. And they it to you. To add to what... I grew up, just like my brother just said, on um, natural medication, not natural meds, I should say. But uh, I have a different view due to the fact that there could be contraindications because sometimes you may think you're doing something right with the, na with the, med with the natural meds and you're doing wrong because there's not enough controls due to the fact that um, uh, I may be taking, I may be prescribed uh, a, a medication for blood pressure yet. I'm drinking tea to lower the blood pressure, like garlic tea, people say, and all that stuff, without telling the physician, and what happened, it will drop it too low. There are other factors when it comes to natural meds. Uh, it's not everybody who's doing it who's qualified to do it. And it has happened in our communities. It's been happening in our community for so long. And not being approved, and people were talking against what we are doing, and they don't know what they're doing. It's just about business. A lot of people, not because they know what they're doing, but they're doing it because for the money. And that hurts a lot of people. We may not realize that, 
a lot of people who have died or hurt because they believe in those things. For instance, I had this patient where her blood pressure was always high. And um, when I gave her the medication, I asked her, I asked her, have you been taking the medication? She goes, yes. But her blood pressure was always high until I pressured her. And she told me, well, this natural um, uh, doctor told her that not to take the medication, just to take the medication that caused her way. And sold it to her for $200. Mm -hmm. And she mm -hmm. bought it and believed. And mind you, I gave her those medications for free without charging her. Mm -hmm. Instead of taking them, she rather buy the 200 bottle wow. to take it. And her blood pressure, she almost got into a stroke until I convinced <laughs> her to crazy. take her medications. That's crazy. You know, Some so people love the, the dream. Of, yeah, these are the type of things that we get in our community. People yeah. who are telling, they don't even know what it's all about, but they are telling people, they are telling people to do it. And people are actually listening and doing it and hurting and killing themselves. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to happen. And this is something we got to do. I don't mind. If you go into the institute and you learn, you got a degree and you're doing what you're doing and you don't coincide with what we do. Mm -hmm. Because when you cross over, contraindication is very, it's very bad. It can kill you. This is uh, one of so. the things that we discuss when we go. Um, when we go out um, to conduct, um, you know, different health. types of health programs, wow. we educate the public in terms of what it is that they have to be careful, watch out for, um, do not mix certain things. Mm -hmm. If you are taking this, be honest to your practitioner and let them know what you are taking wow. because of what Dr. Mondesi said with the contraindications. Because um, remember, medicine is medicine, but a lot of the things that you are taking are deeply rooted in, in herbal. Yes. So it's just a matter of the control. Um, <coughs> when you're taking, like for instance, if you take, um, how do you call that? Uh, Percy, parsley. Yeah, parsley. Right? It has components in it that can cause bleeding. And here you are taking uh, an anticoagulant that can cause you to bleed. So if you're doing that, you, you got to tell somebody. Yeah. You know, you can't just decide to start taking it by yourself independently like that. She's good, bro. You know? It's almost like you're killing yourself and stitching yourself yes. up at yes. the same time. Yes. Exactly. So how do you guys feel about CBD? Like, that's a big one. Um, Now that they found... um marijuana for medical reasons and um now they have the cbd where they take the cannabis oil but then they take the thc out so you don't get high but it could still have healing properties so what do you guys think about that i'm very reserved with that because a lot of our young people right now uh they 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 just doing things as experiments <laughs> <laughs> experimentally um, without knowing they just want to try it out and they end up to be um, you know unfortunately sadly to say in a lot of trouble because people are mixing stuff out there that mm -hmm. that we don't know the other day I did a special thing at Hebron where I bought some type have you ever seen the juice containers the little plastic ones yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where it, it, it was presented as a juice, but in fine writings, it says cannabis. You know, a lot of people don't oh, know what that is. So, yes. so actually, if you don't know... Actually, we have to speak. You see right, what, right. what is going on. Yeah. You definitely watch you and know? I pray. You watch and pray. So, yeah, definitely. That's, that's important. <laughs> so I took it, I brought it to the church, and people were shocked because it looks like the... Juices that they be buying out there. Yeah, like juices. Like yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was, I asked them. I said, "How many of you in the church know about what cannabis is? They like what? What is no, it?" People don't know. Yeah. Or they could have been playing stupid. It's not so. just the church. <laughs> you know, a lot of them, the Haitian community. A, a lot of the parents. <laughs> oh yeah, the older the folks don't really yeah. know. Yeah. Right? They don't know what it is. But the 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 reality is, it's something that we need to talk about. 
we need to educate the parents as well as the young folks. The young folks, a lot of them are well informed. Yeah, of course. You know, they know. They, know. they have the Google they, machine. They, they, they. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I, I have to ask you this, right? So, um, so you said um, September was, was the best September? September 21st. Yes, September 21st. It's actually an entire week dedicated to community service. The, the theme is community service in action. We're not only sitting in the church um, to listen to a message, but we are out there. It's going to be in segment. There's going to be on Sunday, the 15th, um, there's going to be a special soup kitchen. Every Sunday, we feed about 150 to 200 people at Ibram. Wow. And sometimes it's even more. During Thanksgiving, we have about close to 800 people that we bring in to serve. And the youth are usually the ones who service them. I mean, the, the children from Hebron School. They come in and provide free services. Um, so this week, um, what we're going to do is going to be a special soup kitchen on Sunday. And then on Tuesday, on Monday, it's going to be a live conference where we have um, collaborated with different governmental agencies um, to provide services live you know, via conference. Um, the reason why we're doing that is to educate the public and to let them know the services that we are providing. Um, when we find someone who's sick in the community, who cannot, who do not have access because of fear, not because it's not there, but because of fear, we link up and then some older person from the church actually wow. take them to the hospital to, to decrease that fear that they have. Yes. Um, so it's it's um it's wow. going to be <coughs> something and and on Saturday which is the last day of the event wow. um this is where we're gonna have different types of um, lawyers coming in um uh, um Kings County um the crisis mobile crisis unit is going to be there on Tuesday to do a special presentation so that. People who are in crisis. Can you give them the time? the time of everything. Um, it's going to be after our prayer, which is from twelve, from twelve to about one thirty. Okay. Uh, up to a noon. Yes, twelve noon. Okay. Um, that's when the mobile crisis team is going to be there, and then on uh, on Wednesday we're going to have a special night of um, testimonies, especially for the young people, because. Um, no matter what, we are still alive, right? Wow. So there are testimonies to, be, to be given for that. Amen. And then on Thursday, there's going to be a special um, presentation also via conference, and we're going to address mental health because there's a lot of mental health issues going on. Yes. You know, you might be looking good and dressing pretty, but some yeah, is going on there. That doesn't mean you're saying. <coughs> yeah, of course. You know? Suicide is real. Exactly. Yes, it is. Yeah. And Friday, it's going to be another um, event with the youth, and Saturday, it's, it's the big, closure yeah. for the event. Yes. Wow. Well, if yeah. even though it starts at 4 to the 6, if you want to come, anybody out there wants to come and worship with us from the morning, wow. yeah. the service starts at 9.30. You can worship yes, with exactly. us and wow. remain there and say, I'm going to be there from 9.30. Okay. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. The, the whole healthcare ministry will be there, there. there. Yes. yes. Wow. I think... This is a great thing that you guys are doing. Oh, amazing. And when you walked in, you looked at the sign behind us, and then you said that the only thing missing is health. I think that would be great if we collect, mm -hmm. judging that we have this platform and we have this company. No, and we, I don't think we have any health resources yet, so I think this would be great. That would yeah. be, that would be great.
Mm. I think what you guys are doing is um, is, is, is phenomenal. Um, um, this was definitely very, very, very informative, and we, yeah. um, we, 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 we need that. I wanted to ask you, what would you guys say to a young person who want to go into the medical field? What would you recommend? Go for it. You can't go wrong. You uh, can't go wrong with that. Yes, I would say the it's same. It's challenging, but it is. It's not easy, but if you are determined, and you will get it done. Dedicated. That's what you need. Dedication, wow. determination. I was looking online um, today, and it was saying that they had an article. It said, is it worth the cost of going to medical school to become a doctor um, because it takes so long versus to just doing something else? And they compared the amount of debt that you might get from going to medical school, but then they also showed the amount that you'll make. That. And it said that the amount that you make levels out the amount of debt that you would pay for school and in the long run it pays off as a career choice but they were talking about medical school then residency and then some people do um they do they specialize afterwards like um cardiatric doctors and OBGYNs and um different doctors you know so but ultimately like you know they do make a decent income but it's not about income anyways. It's about mm -hmm. the people that you help. Yeah. Like yes. you guys Same said, the, um, yeah. the humility mm -hmm. like that you show to your patients, showing that you care, the ability to help others, to better a life. Like you said, you wish um, they would have took their, your advice with your mother. And, you know, that brought you into the medical field where you're able to save yep. lives. Well, God saves lives through yes. you, like you guys yes. explained. Yep. And I think that in itself Amazing. is a great testimony. <coughs> I'm inspired. Yes, yes. thank you. Um, inspired. It's, it's so, any closing well, thoughts? No, I just want to say, in <laughs> what you just said, the, we, we answered the questions already because <laughs> you said if you want to help, it wouldn't matter. That depends on why you're going into medical school. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. Because when I got into it, I told you why. It's not really for the money, it's to help. And there are some people who just got into it for the money. Yeah, and that's why we're having so many problems nowadays. People are not doing what they're supposed to do because of the money. They're in for the money. Not They don't care. Yeah. They don't really care about the patients. They care about the money, yeah. and which is wrong. I think what should come first when you took that oath is to care, understand, and give our best to our patients. And that's what it should have been. And I think we would have a better world, <coughs> wow. uh, you know, if uh, when it comes to med uh, medicine. I think we would have a better world if it came to everything that people do if they really cared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but, so all that. It's, it's something, though. When you care, really, everything will fall into place. Exactly. You don't even have to fight. Everything will fall into place. And the grace of God will always be on you wherever sure. you go and practice. Yes. So that's wow. definitely the main one. <coughs> I agree with that. Because with healthcare ministries... I'm speaking for all of us because we basically not just colleagues, mm. all of us are friends. And we've been blessed ever since mm. we started this group. Dr. Thibault, myself, sometimes there are things that are happening in my life, I don't know how. Mm. You have been blessed. you know. So we all have been with what we've been doing because mm. we're not doing it for the money, we're not doing it for our glory, mm. but we wow. are doing it for the glory of God. Wow. So, and uh, we're not going to say, oh, I'm from the healthcare ministries. No. Every member of the group is very humble. And one thing my sister I forgot to mention, we do convert people. We even convert one of the members of the group 
after St. Louis. Yeah. Remember, yeah. we had a yeah. we all seven Adventists. Well, all seven Adventists. Well, what we don't discriminate. We take non seven Adventists as part of the group. That's we, a good thing. We had this doctor who came and uh, he was part of us. Within a year, he became a seven Adventist through the yeah. testimony to what we've been. He got baptized. Now he's one of the biggest advocate for God and for the healthcare ministries. Yeah. It's, it's all about it's all about character. Yes, Could you imagine? Could you imagine if you if you shun them and yes. you push them away while well, he's on a exactly. seminar? No, we don't do that. Exactly. We don't, we exactly. don't do that. Just like I was just telling you, Pastor. Yeah, yeah. How can you reach the world yeah. if you're afraid of the world? You yeah. think you're better than them. Exactly. You're not better than the world. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to go out there and preach the word. That's right. Through that, you're what gonna I'm get talking about. together. You know. Yeah, I'm inspired today. I'm. I'm. I can say tonight. in the Bible, I studied that. They were to talk mm. to me in medical school and pathology. Are you serious? Yes, I'm for real. All those things that the Bible said not to eat, I learned them in medical school. And right. No, I'm not. I'm for real. I'm being real. Wow. You know, I'm being for real. So, you know, it's there. We know that. So what do you guys think what? about all these new vegan plant-based food, like Burger King has the Impossible Burger and... Oh, those are vegan? I didn't know it was vegan. Yeah, it's like a plant-based burger. Okay. And now there's certain Dunkin' Donuts, I know, in certain Jewish neighborhoods, a straight vegan meal. As in, like, there's nothing, everything is, like, veggie. There's no um, meat. And you see it more often now to the point where more fast food places are doing mm -hmm. it. Like, do you think they're authentic with it or they're doing it as a gimmick to sell food? Oh, wow. That's it's, a good question. I can't answer that. I, I, I really don't know. But the wow. only thing I can say, wow. the, there is a movement that, that's been shifted mm -hmm. toward wellness mm. um, and preventative medicine here in the United States. Why do you think that? Water. I think it, it was initiated by the First Lady, Michelle Obama. She really created a great platform for that. We knew it all along. We had the message. Mm. We had the message, but none of us 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not even ashamed to say. I mean, it's sad, but I'm not there yet. I'm making the move to go toward being a vegetarian uh, because I see the difference when I don't eat meat. I really feel, yes, the, I have feel different oh. myself. Yeah. I've tried it, and I ended up going back. I eat turkey. I don't eat red meat, but I eat turkey and chicken. It's hard to say how to chicken. Yes. I, <laughs> I, at, at a time, at a certain time, I was the coordinator for the Haitian churches, Franco-Haitian, and the from the Nixon Conference, where as Pastor Divi had a 10-day, uh, you know, of not eating meat, yeah, diet, yeah. Daniel's diet, and I did it, and it was pretty good. Is Jeff Demonis here? A family member of yours? Jeff Demon is here? Yes, he's in Texas. Oh, yeah, shout out to he's Jeff Demon. Yeah. yeah, he's an old member of my church. Yeah. He just gave you a shout out, and Moise Lafayette, Lafayette. Lafayette said, said yeah, peace and I love. Know that people. Thank um, you. He had a question. He said, Should we be cautious of people who make claims of curing things like diabetes and hypertension rather than a life of medication? I think we answered that question. Yeah, right? we did. I talked about it. If you're listening out there, yes, I did. You should be very cautious, okay? Because there are a lot of fake. Yes, it's okay. It's, <laughs> I, I, it's it's 8:33. Um, no, yes. So yes, we we should be very cautious about that because it sort of helps. It has read a lot of people. Wow. Okay. So closing thoughts. Yes. You want to go first? I just want to say thank you. You guys are doing a wonderful job. You know, thank you for giving us the platform and uh, um, to let you guys know out there what uh, Hebron is doing as it relates to community service. Mm. And all of us should be involved in some type of service. Of course. Yes. And thank you. No, thank you. I'm inspired. I just want to thank my pastor, Pastor Sanders Camo. He invited me. I got to this to him, to uh, Brother Noel. We Mm. called Noel. All I want to say is just that I want all of you out there to pray for us, whether you believe or not, with the work that we are doing. It's not easy. And I also want you guys to support us. We're going to go to Batteries. <coughs> this is a plan that Dr. Ambono started uh, for us to go to uh, the Dominican Republic since we cannot reach Haiti, but we're going to yeah. reach the Haitians wherever they are to help them out. Yeah. And we're going to go in February, from the 17th to the 25th. And we are asking anybody who can give any donation. Usually when we do these things, we do them for free. But in regards to medications that we need to take out there, a lot of other things, whatever form of, of donations you want to give, if you want to give clothes, food, regardless, uh, we can be reached at uh, 347-488-4046. And also the address is 168 Roberta Street, Valley Stream, New York, 11560. Okay, so Dr. Paula is the president. I'm the coordinator <coughs> and the vice president. Wow. And I have my counselor, my nurse practitioner next to me. So, <laughs> my, my, my uh, next to me. So, this is what it's all about. And anybody out there who's listening in the United States also, it doesn't matter what denominations that you are. You want a health program in your church, you can call us and we will be there. We just don't do programs in just 70 Adventist churches. We also do it in all the churches. We've been to all the other churches. And we also do them in Spanish churches and English churches and in Asian churches. So, we have no kind of dis- discrimination. Okay, so whoever is out there listening or wants it done, just just give me a call at 347-488-4046. And I'll be more than happy to schedule. Like I said, we've been to Florida, Georgia, and a lot of other places. So okay, so we are with there. And shout out to you guys. And I want to give a shout out to my daughter who's celebrating his our 18th birthday today, Denisha Modizia. Who's at with happy birthday, Shasha, who's in Albany right now. And uh 
you know, we had a nice weekend. I drove her back to Albany last night, uh, State University, just started two weeks ago, and I wish you all the best. Congratulations. And I love you, Denisha. Okay. Sanders? Man, it's I'm been a while, Sanders. Welcome back. I forgot to say welcome back. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. I think maybe once a month we should actually bring a doctor or a nurse because um, I think this is very essential because in the black community, we need that. I think it's very beautiful to see that. I'm truly, truly inspired. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's refreshing when you see professionals who love God and they're cool and they're humble. And they tell you, listen, you gotta live, if you wanna live right, you gotta eat right too. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. It is. Yes. Yeah. This is what it's all about. Yeah. And we need to educate, educate our people. Yeah. Amazing. Facts. So we thank you all for watching us tonight. Shout out to everybody that's watching us live tonight on Facebook. Shout out to everybody that's watching us on YouTube. Um, subscribe to our channel if you're watching us on YouTube. That's The Real Word TV on YouTube. That's The Real Word TV, one word on YouTube. Shout out to everybody watching on Instagram. That's The Real Word Ministries, Inc. on Instagram, The Real Word Ministries, Inc. Also check out our website, www.therealwordministriesinc.org. That's The Real Word Ministries, Inc.org. Um, you can always donate. We are a 501c3 not-for-profit charity, so you can always donate. Um, just click the donate button. And shout out to our guests for coming in today and blessing us with the knowledge and yeah, with amazing, the truth as well. Um, shout out to Eric Jean Batisi just gave us a shout out. He said, great stuff, guys. And shout out to um, <coughs> Ludwig, um, someone else that commented live. So thank you all for watching tonight. Um, Sanders, close out with a prayer. Lord, bless us and keep us in your presence in your bosom. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 We'll be back, same place, same time. You already know. Thank you for supporting. Take care. Good night. Thank you.